RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. Eight prominent pro-democracy campaigners are sentenced to prison over the roles in the National Day protests in 2019. An $11 million flat is the prize in a lucky draw that's intended to boost the SAR's woeful vaccination rate. And Microsoft says it's detected more Russian cyber attacks tar- targeting more than 100 organisations across two dozen countries. Some of Hong Kong's most prominent democracy campaigners, including media tycoon Jimmy Lai and former lawmakers Albert Ho and Lee Chuk Yan, have been given new prison terms over an unauthorised National Day protest in 2019. Francis Sit reports. Former legislator Albert Ho, Lee Chuk Yan and Leung Kwok Hong and Civil Human Rights Front convener Figo Chan received the longest punishment, 18 months behind bars. Apple Daily founder Jimmy Lai, ex-lawmakers Sit Ho and Yung Sum and former League of Social Democrats chairman Avery Ng were jailed for 14 months. Former legislator Sin Chong Kai and activist Richard Choi received suspended jail terms. They had all pleaded guilty to organising an unauthorised assembly. Choi also admitted taking part in the National Day protest, while Chen, Lee, Leung and Albert Ho pleaded guilty to inciting people to join the protest. Lai, Lee, Leung and Sit Ho were last month given prison terms of between 8 and 18 months over an authorised assembly in August 2019. Some of the new sentences are to be served concurrently. District Court Judge Amanda Woodcock said it had been naive and unrealistic for the activists to believe that violence would not break out at the October the 1st march, despite their calls for a peaceful procession. Taking into account the prevailing tumultuous situation in Hong Kong at that time, the judge said her only option was to give the defendants deterrent sentences. Richard Soy is also one of the organisers of the annual June 4th candlelight vigil, which has been rejected by the police this year. He says the group will abide by the law as it marks the upcoming anniversary of the 1989 Tiananmen Square Massacre. We will answer and respond after the decision of the appeal board. The appeal hearing will be held tomorrow. Local property developers are putting up a flat worth nearly $11 million as the top prize in a lucky draw aimed at boosting the city's low vaccination rate. Richard Pine has more. The prize, a $10.8 million one-bedroom flat at the Sino Group's Grand Central Development in Kuntong, is being offered up by the group's Ng Teng Fong Charitable Foundation and Chinese Estates Holdings. The groups said permanent ID card holders who have had both doses of a COVID-19 vaccine in Hong Kong can enter the lottery. Besides the 449-square-foot flat, the foundation is also donating as prizes 20 prepaid or credit cards loaded with a value of $100,000. Those prizes will be eligible to anyone holding a Hong Kong ID card, regardless of whether they are a permanent resident. Registration details will be released later, but applications will need to be submitted on or before September 1st. Hong Kong has so far administered two and a quarter million COVID-19 vaccine doses since the inoculation drive started in February, but just over 12% of the population has been fully vaccinated. Medical experts say a vaccination rate of around 70% is needed to achieve herd immunity.
Microsoft says in the past week it's detected Russian cyber attacks targeting 150 organizations across two dozen countries, but mainly in the United States. It says at least a quarter of those targeted are involved in human rights work. The BBC's Gordon Carrera has more. The attackers first got inside the systems of the US Agency for International Development and then sent out emails to other groups which contained malicious links allowing information to be stolen. Microsoft says those responsible were the same group who were behind the so-called Solar Winds campaign. The US government says this was Russia's foreign intelligence agency, the SVR, and it imposed sanctions for that activity just last month. The head of the SVR denied any role. French police say they've shot dead a man who seriously wounded an officer in a knife attack. The man entered a French station, a police station in a suburb of Nantes and repeatedly stabbed the policewoman before running away with her gun. A manhunt followed, ending in a shootout with two officers injured and the suspect killed. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A student has been jailed for four years and three months for rioting in September 2019 amid the anti-government protests. Damon Pang has more. Li Ho-Ming, who is 21, was found guilty earlier this month by the district court after taking part in a liberate Tun Moon Park protest on September 21, 2019. His lawyer called for leniency, saying Li's dream of joining the aviation industry was most likely over in light of the conviction. The lawyer also cited a probation officer's report which said the defendant was remorseful and had admitted adopting the wrong methods to show how much he cares about society. But Deputy Judge Lily Wong rejected the defense plea. She said Lee had played an active role in the unrest, noting he was ready to battle because he had put on full protest gear. Ms Wong said video footage also showed the defendant using a hiking pole to hit a water barricade. The defendant came from a good family with good education and a harsh sentence would be a tragedy to him, his family and people around him, the judge said. But she also said that Lee had disregarded the rule of law and damaged social order. A deterrent sentence was needed, the judge said, because Lee had been part of more than 200 violent protesters, some of whom, she said, had thrown bricks and petrol bombs at the police. The judge said while no one suffered major injuries, the protesters had posed a real risk to the safety of people at the scene. Barrister Priscilla Wong has been named the new chairman of the Independent Police Complaints Council, succeeding Anthony Neo. Priscilla Ng reports. In a statement, the government said Priscilla Wong, who is currently the chairwoman of the Minimum Wage Commission, has extensive experience in public services. It also quoted Security Secretary John Lee as saying that he hopes under the leadership of Ms. Wong, the effectiveness and public confidence in the police complaint system can be further strengthened. Her two-year term with the IPCC begins on June the 1st. Ms. Wong is widely seen as a pro-Beijing figure. The security minister also had great praises for the outgoing Anthony Niu, who took the post in 2018, saying the police watchdog had fully performed its role during the 2019 anti-government protests. But the role of the IPCC has come under scrutiny. Critics, such as human rights groups, pointed out that it's mostly made up of pro-government or conservative figures, lacks investigative powers of its own, and could only scrutinize probes conducted by the force's own complaints against police office. The council was also accused of siding with the officers and failing to properly investigate complaints involving alleged police brutality. Hong Kong has reported zero confirmed COVID-19 cases for a second day. 
But as Richard Pine reports, an expert has urged people not to let their guard down, saying vaccination is the key key to keeping the virus at bay. It's the first time since last June that the city has booked consecutive days without any local or imported COVID-19 infections. But a microbiology professor at the Chinese University, Christopher Lai, has warned people against complacency, saying they will need to face either getting the virus or getting vaccinated at some point. Speaking on RTHK's Backchat program, Professor Lai told listeners that vaccinations provide protection against severe infection. We should not compare the vaccine safety um, with not having the vaccine at all. Uh, We should compare uh, the vaccine safety against the complications and side effects of having COVID infection. Professor Lai said the pandemic is continuing to evolve and it's unlikely that the world will be free of COVID-19. Like it or not, at the end of the day, we will have to face the COVID virus if we are not vaccinated. Maybe if our pandemic control measures is good, so we may be able to wait for a few years. But then the economy may not tolerate for such a long period. So for Hong Kong citizens, one way or the other, you have to face the COVID virus or the COVID vaccine. So which is a better option? Hong Kong has so far reported 11,836 coronavirus cases and 210 related deaths. It's been announced that Hong Kong's newest MTR line will be fully operational from June 27th. New technology will make an appearance at some stations along the new line, including robots to help direct passengers, Damon Pang reports. While part of the Tuma line opened last year, the latest extension will see the opening of two new stations, Tokha Wan and Song Wong Toy. The West Rail Line will connect to the Ma On Shan Line at Hong Kong Station, forming the new 56-kilometre line, complete with 27 stations stretching from Tun Mun to Wu Kai Sha. A trip from Tokawan to Chim Sha Chui East will cost $5.60 and take around 9 minutes, while Tokawan to Central will cost $12.50 and take about 20 minutes. Adult passengers going in and out of four stations on the Tun Ma Line will enjoy a $1 discount until the end of the year, while children and the elderly will get 50 cents off. Transport Secretary Frank Chan says testing has been completed on the line and the Electrical and Mechanical Services Department has given the go-ahead for it to fully open. Both the government and the MTR Corporation have been working very hard during the past year with a view to commissioning the Tunmar Line as soon as possible because we appreciate very much the expectation of the people who are looking forward to take a ride on this particular new line because it connected to four other railway lines, providing flexibility, convenience and also saving in time. The MTL says it's introducing a new car loading indicator. Passengers will be able to tell how full the train carriages are when they arrive at platforms of Taiwai Station. There will be a colour scheme, with red meaning a carriage is full and green showing there's still space. The rail company says the new line also has its own robots to help direct passengers with push chairs to take a lift and to help train staff resolve any ticketing issues. Kowloon City District Councillor Ronald Young says the new Tunmai line won't directly benefit commuters heading to Hong Kong Island and they'll have to wait till the shut into Central Link opens. If you work in Central or Admiralty, the Tunmai line doesn't very benefit at all because the residents in Tokawa, they need to get into the Songwon Tai station and change in Hormantin and exchange in Yaomate and then they will finally get to central MOT. It's very time-consuming. 
Malaysia has re- registered a record daily number of new COVID cases, leaving hospitals in many areas struggling to store dead bodies after their morgues became full. Almost 8,300 cases were logged on Friday, the fourth day in a row that a new high has been reached. The chief doctor in charge of Malaysia's pandemic response posted photos of exhausted hospital staff on social media in a bid to convince the public to follow virus restrictions. Sport and in the NBA playoffs, the Milwaukee Bucks are one win away from the conference semifinals. They were all over the Miami Heat, 113-84, to to move 3-0 up in their best-of-seven first-round series. In LA, Anthony Davis scored 34 points for the Lakers in their first home playoff game in more than eight years. LA took care of the Phoenix Suns, 109-95, to to take a 2-1 lead in their series. The Denver Nuggets are also up 2-1 against the Portland Trailblazers, thanks to a 120-115 win in Game 3. And for a preview of this weekend's European, League's, European Champions League final, here's the BBC's John Bennett. Manchester City or Chelsea will be crowned Champions of Europe this weekend. After a year when most Champions League matches on the route to the final have been behind closed doors, there'll be 16,500 spectators at the Estadio de Regal in Porto to cheer the teams on. For the Man City boss Pep Guardiola, it's a chance to be reunited with the trophy he won twice as head coach of Barcelona, and it's an opportunity to make history with his current club. For all their domestic success since the owners from Abu Dhabi took over in 2008, City have never won the Champions League, and this is the first time they've made it to the final. Victory would crown a wonderful season that's seen them win the Premier League for the fifth time and lift the EFL Cup. As for Chelsea, few would have predicted that they would make the final when previous manager Frank Lampard was sacked in January. But new boss Thomas Tuchel has revitalised the team, not only taking them to this showpiece event, but also to a place in the top four of the Premier League. They go into the final in poor form, though, losing three of their last four games, including the FA Cup final. Having said that, they've won their last two matches against Guardiola's side. That's the big match to look forward to this weekend, the Champions League final. This is John Bennett at BBC Global Sports. Juventus have sacked coach Andrea Perlo after just one season in charge and named former boss Massimiliano Allegri as manager. Under Perlo, Juventus finished, sorry, Juventus finished fourth this year after winning the Serie A title for nine straight years. Allegri had led the old lady to five league titles before he was fired two years ago. He reportedly signed a three-year deal with Juventus. And Jurgen Klopp has boosted Liverpool's centre-back options by signing RB Leipzig defender Ibrahim Konate on a long-term contract. Uh, France under-21 international Konate will compete for a position at the heart of Liverpool's defence. It's Klopp's first major signing ahead of next season. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. Eight prominent pro-democracy campaigners are sentenced to prison over their roles in the National Day protest in 2019. An $11 million flat is the prize in a lucky draw to boost the SAR's vaccination rate. And Microsoft says it's detected more Russian cyber attacks. The news from RTHK. RTHK, radio free. From the Hotel Sheets in downtown Plunkerville, the Mickey Broadcasting Company presents the music of Pete DeAngelis and his loyal Plunkerville here in the beautiful gold, yellow, copper, steel, iron ballroom of the Hotel Sheets in downtown Plunkerville, overlooking the uptown section of downtown Pottstown. Stay with us, won't you, and enjoy the sweetest music this side of the Monongahela River. One mile high, two and one half blocks from the center of old New Orleans. 
Oh, there's gaiety, merriment, and dancing in the hotel sheets nightly. Now, to get things underway, Pete and his loyal banditos play a medley of old standard favorites. Commencing with your red scarf matches your eyes, clothes cover before striking, your father had the ship for the blues, and loving you has made me bananas. This beautiful picture and lovely lyric portrayed vocally by Dickie Ryan. Oh, your red scarf matches your eyes You closed your cover before striking Father had the ship that her blues Loving you has made me bananas Oh, your red scarf matches your eyes You closed your cover before striking Father had the ship that her blues Loving you has made me bananas Oh, you burnt your finger that evening While my back was turned I asked the waiter for I dined But I dined all alone Burnt your finger that evening while my back was turned. I asked the waiter for I dined, but I dined all alone. For the red scarf matches your eyes. You closed your cover before striking. Father had the sugar. Quite a little hit from Guy Marks. Loving you has made me bananas. It's 18 minutes past 11 on a Friday night. Peter King with you here through until 1 o'clock. Up next on 3's Buddy Holly.